I mean, how do you process like gigabytes of data, right, in the future for an enterprise, right? I mean, it's it's practically it's not possible because Hadoop will not cut it. It's it's not meant for that, and it's going to be more costly. So what you have to do is be able to react, you know, as it as it happens really on the stream. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a different part about it. Welcome to the Live Data Podcast by Satori, where Live Data thought leaders, developers, and entrepreneurs share their insights on the latest trends and technologies. I'm Sariti Akobovitz. And I'm Randy Kassar. Let's get to the show. Welcome again, everyone, to the Live Data Podcast. I'm Randy Kassar, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sarit. Sarit, welcome. Thank you, Randy. Hello. Hello, hello. So we have an awesome podcast today. We're super excited to welcome our fellow co-workers, Francois and Arun. Hello, guys. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So we wanted to um, bring you on because you guys are going to be speaking at the Strata Data Conference in New York uh, later on in September. And that is um, pretty exciting. So it's a great conference, and we'll talk about that shortly. Um, and just uh, some housekeeping items before we get started. If you guys are uh, listening to this podcast, um, thank you very much. And we also would like you to rate and review us on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search for Live Data Podcast, and rate and review us. And give us some feedback. We want to know what you think about these conversations on live data. So uh, let's uh, get started with the podcast. So, Francois, let's start with you. Uh, right. Introduce yourself. So I'm Francois Orsini. I'm the CTO of uh, Satori, which is a division of MZ, Machine Zone. Uh, I joined a company uh, uh, about I mean, close to eight years, uh, and I was brought on board to work on all the backend infrastructure for the games uh, and building real-time systems, including uh, you know machine translation for the chat system of Game of War and Mobile Strike and, and Final Fantasy. And we uh, built a lot of technologies that... Uh, Basically, allowed us to operate the game on a global scale, and at uh, you know, and and building this this live ecosystems of you know, basically like one world with many players connected from all over the place, mm -hmm. and trying to interact and and really uh, uh, you know, chat of course, fight, but also like you know, making sure like we have the proper infrastructure for them to uh, get like you know, instant you know reactions on whatever event they participate you know right. With. So, uh, because of that, we had to build this, uh, you know, again, real-time systems, and we ended up like, you know, using the technology uh, across the board in, in the company, right, for data science, for live operations of the games, and also in marketing, uh, because you know we you know, obviously uh, machines on, and and I know it's 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 a known fact for you know people in this industry, but uh, we are a major player around the. Uh, Mobile marketing. So, uh, just kind of going back to your background, tell us um, how did you get to where you are? How do you build up the expertise of, of what so you know today? I come from uh, originally. I did a lot of work on database systems. Uh, I joined Oracle uh, back in the day. You know, it was long, long, long time ago. Uh, and also Sybase. Uh, uh, I was an engineer on a, on, a, on a SQL Server. Uh, you know, okay. pre Microsoft. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, Acquisition. You've been, of, in the, you've been in the valley most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I've been in the valley uh, for uh, basically uh, close to twenty-four years now. All right. And I heard you have interesting story in how you started with MZ. Are yeah, actually, even... interestingly enough, uh, that was interesting. Um, I like my Sorry, uh, just kind of going back to your playing the game. Uh, you know, about eight years ago, and 
that's which game? That was actually iMob. Uh, okay. iMob was uh, uh, the first uh, uh, online game on the iPhone okay. that uh, Machine Zone at the time and Mario uh, developed. And my daughter was playing it, and and I found she was actually very uh, you know engaged with it. And I decided to try it because she had an iPhone and I did not have an iPhone, <laughs> so, so it was actually interesting for me to try it as well. And uh, that's how I found that the game was very engaging. There was already like social social elements to it, like chats, yeah. comments. It was very engaging, and to the point where. Uh, myself, I start playing it, and and of course, as as always, you, know, you start finding some you know interesting uh, uh, you know issues as an online game, you know, uh, especially the first online game, right? And and by finding issues, uh, uh, Gabe Layden, the CEO, had set up a you know a chat room online yeah. Yeah. where you know I was able to I was basically I was trying to help and fixing a, a security backdoor on the game, and that's how you know we we met, and and at the time they were I know they were looking for, for people who could help them with with scaling. So that's one of my also core expertise to scale, uh, you know, uh, infrastructure to a point where you know you can you can build on on these very massive like scale out uh, implementations where you know you 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 want to be able to run your mission critical applications you know without stopping. So that's that's the goal, and that's pretty much the philosophy we've we've had here at MZ is to build infrastructure that does that never stops because our games are twenty four by seven, and we believe like any mission critical business. Uh, you know, would be running a, a twenty-four by seven business, right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, we're super excited that you're here, and, and I know uh, we want to talk about the Strata Data Conference uh, that's coming up. So, Arun, um, tell us uh, a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do here at MZ. Sure, my, I'm Arun Kesriwal. Um The charter of my team uh, is pretty uh, wide. We have built core IP for the company uh, with respect to mobile marketing, specifically fraud detection, quality analysis, how to assess the efficacy of our TV campaigns, how do you optimize your campaigns on Facebook, Google, and so on and so forth. Uh, in parallel, I've been working very closely with Francois on uh, live anomaly detection, which is also the subject of our talk at, right. Str at Strata. Right. Yeah. Uh, we uh, have hired a couple of researchers in Satori on some of uh, other research initiatives which are under progress. Okay. Uh, and tell us uh, about your background. How did you get to, to where you are today? So prior to MZ, I was, I was working at Twitter and I was doing similar work on time series analysis, statistical learning. In fact, uh, my interns and I, we open sourced a couple of R packages which have been wide, widely adopted. And um, I have been into um, machine learning, uh, statistical learning for a long time. Uh, prior to Twitter, I was at uh, Netflix where I uh, carried out time series anal analysis for their infrastructure and made some significant uh, contributions in improving the efficiency of uh, Netflix's, Netflix's infrastructure on AWS. Okay, very cool. Love Netflix. So um, we'll we'll talk more on um, normal detection on live data. Uh, but first, I wanted to ask you, what are you do going to talk about at Strata Conference? So Strata, as you know, started with a big data conference. In Its initial focus was on Hadoop ecosystem. Now, over time, the industry as a whole has is gradually moving away from big data Right. And it's more about uh, streaming data and more recently live data. So in as a matter of fact, Strata dropped uh, 
Hadoop, uh, the keyword from their conference name, and it's about uh, data only. So there is a dedicated track on uh, streaming systems and uh, Francois, our colleague Drew and I, we shall be talking about uh, the importance of anomaly detection on live data and uh, some approaches one can leverage uh, towards the same. I see. So Francois, uh, we wanted to know what is streaming live data, how you define it, and why it has become ever important for companies and cities? That's a good question. I'm, so uh, live data is, is basically uh, you know, new streaming data that needs to be reacted upon instantly. So if you think of uh, big data, since it's still a big topic today, uh, you know, big data is, is aimed at augmenting business intelligence, really. Uh, you know, trying to extract uh, the signal out of all the data that you get, and but once you you know you have achieved that, you know you need to you have re- recommend for you know specific use cases where you need to be able to um, co- connect and stream data very fast and react to data very fast to the point where you know you can you know really operate in real time. And when we mean by real time, is is milliseconds real time. So. Uh, that's why we 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 talk we name it like live data processing because we it's it's really it, it, it is its primary um, <clears throat> uh, target is to uh, re connect endpoints stream data very fast and react to it. So if you think of it, there is a data acquisition, there is a data you know analysis, and there is a data uh, you know a reaction or action if you if you want it. So and that is something that we we again we've been using for our business because you know everything is live in our in in, in our products uh where you know uh, we basically want to try and and you know give the best content or the best reactions to our consumers you know as fast as possible in the best way as possible mm-hmm. so that means like you have to be able to uh still use big data to derive you know uh, the right rules and then you need to be able to you know trigger these rules and 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 You know, or automate like processing as fast as possible from live data. So if I summarize what you say, the uh, big data, you use it still traditionally to derive the rules because you need it to run and, and create the models. But once you have them, you need some operational system to ingest it real time and actually get into decisions instantly. That's correct. And we see a new class of applications that... Uh, we will re- require you know it's going to require like live data processing uh, you just think of uh, you know smart city uh, you know where everything is going to be connected and, and everything is be going to be reacted you know on real time is really uh, like transportation or parking space or traffic uh, being able to automate like uh, <clears throat> you know reactions on, on particular data points where you know you, you you could have an anomaly if you if you were not actually reacting fast enough. Right. Uh, and that's something we'll talk about in, in, in our talk Astrada. But also like created cars, uh, drones, you know, all of these endpoints, you know, will feed you with data. And, and, and you want to be, in, in many cases, you want to be able to react, you know, uh, you know um, with that data, you know, as fast as possible. I and mean, that's really uh, not every application is like that, but we do foresee like a lot of applications, you know, uh, you know requiring this type of processing, that live data processing. see so Arun now when we better understand what is the difference between live data and comparing to big data so when we look on anomaly detection can you do the same distinction on traditional and live data anomaly detection sure so you know anomaly detection has been researched for over 150 years right. now 
earlier what used to happen is like if you look at manufacturing for example uh, you want to find anomalous uh, products on the assembly line now typically that was done offline now as we moved into the big data uh, era uh, it gave us the scale so if you think of uh, finding uh, click spam so all those things uh, leveraging the hadoop ecosystem uh, they used to find anomalies in uh, various different context but as we move more towards live data it's more challenging because uh, the data velocity becomes an important factor so to give you a concrete example so if you have a video uh, stream of a freeway and you, if you want to detect uh, a crash or for example someone is biking on the freeway so then how, you need to do that uh, on the live video stream right now that is very different from how you would carry anomaly detection in big data so uh, similarly uh, in real time um, bidding in the marketing space you want to find uh, opportunities for arbitrage and another good example is uh, financial trading mm -hmm. there finding anomalies can make you millions of dollars so it's critical to have models which can uh, be deployed in milliseconds mm -hmm. and uh, and that relates to the fundamental trade off between speed and accuracy which one needs to make in the context of live data right so it's about the deployment and about the processing it has to be super fast yes you. it has to be super fast and and as i just mentioned that uh, how to make that trade off between speed and accuracy because if you need a model to be fast then you will have to trade off accuracy and there are many ways one can leverage uh, one can address accuracy uh, issues by leveraging multiple uh, data streams and we shall talk more about it in our talk at strata okay. um so francois uh, arun talked about a few examples of of anomaly detection with live data um what what's something unique about uh, their requirements the requirements is is to be able to um re react fast to events or data as fast as possible. So that's why we, I mean, live data is really like the uh, the notion of like you are transporting new data that is being generated by a device, right, or a person, but it's coming through a device, connected endpoints, and now you need to be able to, you need to, be able to react, you know, uh, as fast as possible and as as good as as best as possible, right? Right. So that's what we only define the live data and its requirements. Yeah. And, and you have use cases like uh, in a smart city, for instance, right? Again. It's because it encompasses so many uh, use cases. It's like being able to, for instance, like uh, dynamically and automatically manage your, your fleet of, of, you know, of transportation, uh, being able to understand like uh, congestion in a particular area because there's an event and being able to automate like and have a reaction where, you know, you can dispatch more vehicles, for instance, uh, or you can alert people via connected chat app, you know. That is something that we, we see as, as, as a future because, you know, this will uh, help uh, citizens, it will improve lives. And, and this is something we, st we have started to do with, with New Zealand, right? Where right. we launch uh, Choice as an app where, you know, and that's the, the type of applications we wanna see uh, beyond smart city really that, that 
will allow uh, for instance like uh, vehicles you know as part of a connected ecosystem like connected cars uh, you know you want them to be able to uh, you know be aware of of what's happening around them and and even even like self uh, uh, autonomous cars self driving cars are, are very uh, you know smart in a way because they have a lot of uh, already you know onboard hardware to be able to detect what's right. going on around them but still they cannot see everything right so they cannot see uh, beyond you know the car in front of them and and they cannot see uh, you know where they have no sight right uh, uh, of of anything happening so what's what's happening is that um, you know we try to connect everything and we, data feeds yeah and we that. and that's why we we work on this technology because it was actually built to process like very uh, a very large number of connected endpoints you know pushing data and also a very high number of you know endpoints you know subscribing to data so hyphen in hyphen out and and that, and this is something that you're going to see uh, again that's a very good model for smart city because of all many and all, all the many potential endpoints but as well as as again connected vehicle as another example because it is so critical like if you if you can react faster to any event or data on a road it will save lives you know ultimately and this is something that we think is going to happen no matter what uh, 5g is 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 3 years from now 35 years from now um, you know and and in the meantime you have edge computing also that is going to be helping a lot in reducing latency so that is all i mean live data the live data infrastructure that we've built with satori you know is targeted to at you know really uh, being able to to tackle all these all of these data points yeah. and react to it to them as fast as possible which means like changing the way you think about processing data you know not not from data at rest but you know from really from from you know inside the network so the live data you know which is happening and, and that's that's we will talk more about that but that's easy where we we think the optimization uh, that we will be providing will be will make a huge difference in how you basically uh, react to data streaming data so we talked about live data processing that it requires ingestion and processing and normally detection and then action um, when it comes to practice there should be a platform that does that so what kind of open source platforms do that and so most even streaming um, or data streaming platform that you know you can find the market today have been built uh, to really tackle big data I mean I couldn't name a few but there is this is really the the historical reason of like you know of when people talk about like you know uh, data streaming you know uh, processing mm-hmm. uh, still as of today they think about big data right it's, it's a lot of data coming from the web servers application servers you know uh, coming from logs files and they try to really try and derive like extract as much signal as possible to, to you know to be able to uh, you know generate more business intelligence right better business intelligence which basically translate into better rules right so right. that's really but now if you think of the of the topology, uh, you know, we're not talking about a very high fan, you know, high fan out, right? We're talking about high throughput. That's true. Uh, what what we decided to build is to focus on a much bigger uh, scale as far as connected endpoints, and basically give you, give, you know, making you. For us, it was like making sure like you can focus on the actual logic of your, you know, mm-hmm. machine learning, or you know, that again needs to operate on, on, on in real time. But we try to give you all the means so that you don't have to. You know, worry about okay, am I going to be able to shovel enough data through a single pipe? I mean, that is something that we have decided to, from the beginning, to optimize. You know, uh, as much as possible because we 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 know that we knew that it would be you know uh, used to you know uh, to its maximum, pretty much, right? That's that's and 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 we 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 are using it internally actually, so that's mm-hmm. something that we can talk about. You know, 
also. Um, so we are wrapping up uh, the podcast here, and we have one uh, specific uh, question uh, about the future. So, um, in terms of let's say five years from now, where where do you see streaming live data uh, throughout the industry? Well, this is actually a, a great question because why is because uh, networks are, are going to get faster, right? I mean, it's already uh, happening. Uh, you can see it on. You know, uh, with your home internet, right, is very different from five years ago. Yeah. Uh, now you'll start seeing it, you know, on the last mile, you know, look at 5G. 5G is, is you know, theoretical, like, you know, improvement of 5G is 100 times faster than you know, LT 4G, right? And and so that's going to open us, you know, so much more possibilities, right? So, uh, so, so you can now, not only the data will be more, um, the network will be more reliable, it will have lower latency, uh, higher throughput, so that means like more opportunity to push more data, right? Right. And again, being able to react to it because why would I wait if I don't have to wait, right? Uh, you know, if I'm pushing content or, or, or sorry, if I'm getting content or I'm pushing like uh, requests. Uh, but I th- the way I look at it is we're going to be you know even more connected. I think everything will be connected. You know, we're talking about like streetlights, right? I mean, all of this stuff. So ultimately. Uh, all of this data, you know, is going to be so big that big data won't be able to process it. I mean, how do you process like gigabytes of data, right, in the future for an enterprise, right? I mean, it's it's practically it's not yeah, it's possible be massive because Hadoop will not cut it. It's, it's not meant for that, and it's going to be more costly. So what you have to do is be able to react, you know, as it uh, as, as it happens really on it's the stream. Different yeah, way of thinking. Exactly, about it. it's a different yeah. part of paradigm. That's a paradigm shift. Yeah, paradigm shift. It is totally. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so to s- close, uh, Arun, in terms of the uh, future, what, what are your thoughts on, on the future um, of streaming live data and anomaly detection? I mean, where do you see it five years from now? So as as Francois said, you know, and it's already happening that the industry as a whole is moving from big data to streaming data to live data. So surfacing actionable insights, you know, and the domains are... Uh, uh, varied, you know, from security to privacy to marketing to smart cities, connected cars, and so on and so forth. So to be able to be able to react in an intelligent fashion to live data is super critical. So that's going to be a critical part of the business. Absolutely. And those, and anomaly detection forms one of the most important, if not the singular important application, because you want to find something which is anomalous, be it a traffic jam or some someone trying to intrude in your house or some someone trying to shoplift in a store, or it can be a security threat at an airport. And Randy, uh, yeah, uh, one thing very important that you 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 mentioned about like you know live streaming data is like. I mean, as, as 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 you can see now, right, the amount of data that will be generated, right, five years from now, will be a lot much more bigger than what we have today, right. And again, we have to give out several databytes, right. So, what's going to happen as a major shift? Uh, and I'm sure Aaron will agree with me that you know, as big data will 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 not be able to reiterate that you know that um, huge growth of data and 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 store all that data, right. I think we'll start like shifting and and and, and really like learning more from actually live data. So you start actually learning from live data instead of like reacting from live data. 
Uh, and that is something that today you can do by basically extracting, you know, again, the most relevant data, you know, and filter, you know, read a signal ahead, ahead before it mm -hmm. hits your data store, your big data store. Mm -hmm. really. That's what I just wanted to add this to. Okay. Perfect summary. No, it's, it's exciting. Um, and, and I appreciate you guys' uh, expertise and, and insight. Uh, so we look forward uh, to hearing how the Strata conference went for you guys. Uh, so this is towards the end of the September, September 26th through 29th in New York City. And you guys uh, are on the Strata website. Uh, we'll put a link uh, in the podcast as well so you guys can link directly to the uh, actual uh, session. So now we are on the fun part. Yes, now we're on the fun part. So fun part. Uh, so we have some rapid fire questions just to get to know you guys. Uh, and this will conclude our podcast and we'll have some closing notes after that. Um, but in terms of the fun part, let's begin with those. So rapid fire, um, just like whatever comes to your mind, just throw it out there. And if it's a swear word, we can, we can bleep it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll go back and forth between Francois and Arun. Uh, Francois, favorite uh, classic car? Shelby. Shelby, all right. Big fan. Uh, Arun, favorite tennis player? Roger Federer. Roger Federer. Yeah. Is he going to win the US Open? It's going to be difficult because he plays Rafa most likely in the semi, so it's going to be interesting. All right, we'll see. You're going to support him? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Francois, favorite book? Oh. Or we can say favorite uh, publication that you read. Uh, publication. I mean, I'm reading a, a, a lot of my reading on books are, you know, technology books. But I, I'm reading. Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm a big fan of ACM publication. So, you know, that's just something where I get most of my, um, um, you know, latest technology like you know papers or just like news. Do you read only soft copies? I actually uh, have uh, a mix of soft copies and yeah, online copies. So exactly, that's. Okay. Uh, uh, Arun, how about you? Any uh, favorite books? I mean, you're going on vacation uh, pretty soon after this podcast. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> what's, on, what's on your uh, travel uh, book list? Travel? Well, I mean, um, I'm taking this vacation after a year, so um, gone for a week. And I'm not planning, I've not yet planned my next uh, trip yet. So maybe we'll pick up a travel book to plan your next trip. Yeah, I well, that's guess. That's what they say, right? Uh, as you're on your vacation, you need to plan the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully uh, I'll get some ideas on, on the trip. Sounds good. I think you have a very nice deep learning book, right? <laughs> <laughs> that probably is. Uh, place that you want to visit that you haven't been to before, Francois? Uh, actually, uh, Asia. Asia, okay. Yeah, interesting enough, yeah. Anywhere in particular in Asia? Talking about like South Korea, talking about Japan, uh, China, Japan, Japan yeah. China, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Japan. Cool. Arun, how about you? Yeah, I haven't been to like New Zealand, Australia. For some reason, I always want to. Well, I have wanted to visit Scotland, so we'll see. It's on your bucket list. Yes. Right. Very cool. And then, uh, Sri, why I ask this one? First of all, was what was your inspiration when you grew up? Or who was your inspiration? Yeah, who was your inspiration? Maybe what. Well, uh, I know that you guys will probably laugh about it, but actually I'm a yep. big fan of Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee? I'm a big fan of Bruce Lee. I like his, mm. yeah, exactly. He's very, I think he's very impressional, inspirational. And uh, uh, since I was practicing uh, martial arts when I was young, it was actually a great source for me. 
Very cool. All right, Ooh, don't be surprised nice. if we send you a big old poster of Bruce Lee. <laughs> There is a new Bruce Lee movie coming out, by the way. Yeah, no, and for you, Arun, what, who was your inspiration? Yeah, it's hard to pick one. Like, I have, like, in sports, I've grown watching Pete Sampras. So that was great. And then Federer came along, and he has been just phenomenal. Yeah. But besides, like, on the academic side, my dad was a huge inspiration for me. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> so closing comments. Um, for anybody, uh, this is just an open opportunity. If there's any uh, final closing comments on this podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I think it was a great summary to understand more on live data versus big data and anomaly detection versus traditional anomaly detection. Really appreciate you being here. Uh, I learned a lot. So yeah, thank you. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks for our awesome guests. Thanks to Sarit and our audio engineer, thank Matt Tamarello. Uh, you're welcome. And yeah, uh, so uh, we said this in the beginning of the podcast. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes. We're also on TuneIn and on SoundCloud as well. So leave us some comments. Uh, let us know who you would like us to interview next. And for everything on live data, go to satori.com slash blog and follow us on Twitter at Live Data. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day, everyone. See you at our next podcast. <laughs>